We're going to turn over to the book of Matthew, chapter number 2. Matthew, chapter number 2. I pray that everybody had a great uh, Christmas day uh, with family or with friends, uh, that uh, it simply just reminded you and allowed you opportunity to remember the goodness of God in your life, amen, and to give Him worship uh, because we were celebrating his birthday into our world praise god and we understand his purpose in coming amen so we are going to go to the book of matthew the second chapter you're going to say pastor this looks like you're going to be preaching another christmas message well you're sort of right you're sort of right and that's okay matthew chapter 2 verse number 10 this is speaking of the wise men when they saw the star they rejoiced with exceeding great joy and when they were come into the house, this is where Jesus was, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed into their own country another way. Everybody say another way. Amen. God bless you this morning. You can be seated going to preach on the subject simply what do we do now or where do we go from here amen where do we go from here you ever ask that question of yourself you ever ask that question of the lord where do i go from here now we're quickly rapidly moving out of the year 2021 did we ever think that we would even see this year much less be at the end of it. Uh, but we are moving one week away from moving into 2022. 2022. We thought the world was going to end in 2000. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't know how the calculators and the computers were going to be able to keep up with the change of the millennia. But uh, here we are. Praise God. And so we've survived uh, not just another year, but another Christmas season. Gifts given, presents exchanged, greetings shared, lots of food eaten. If you did that, say amen. <laughs> we could probably take time and share stories of, of this Christmas, the funny things that happened, the exciting and joyful events that, we, uh, that took place in our lives, the the family and friends that gathered with us, uh, and no doubt tired out but by the time it was all done. Some of you aren't even done. Still got dishes to do. Still, still got the garbage to take out of the house from all the presents and stuff. But as we do these things, we look back through the tiredness, and we can do so with a sense of thanksgiving. We look back at with gladness for what has taken place, the time that was spent with loved ones, the gifts that were received and the gifts that were given, even those things that you did extra for someone else. And praise God for days off of work. Unfortunately, we don't always get to look toward the next day 
with excitement because tomorrow is Monday. And most of us have to go back to work. <laughs> you said that with such excitement. <laughs> most of us have to go back to work. Uh, tomorrow holds work in its hands. It holds stresses that you did not have uh, or did seemingly were lessened during the Christmas season. Uh, tomorrow means doing what we are almost forced to do to survive and when those last few days uh, have have worked themselves through. Amen. And so uh, thank the Lord that we are s servants of the Most High because we don't have to go to work uh, hungover. We don't have to survive and have to have a gone through a binger we don't have to go through our days having come through those things praise god we got to experience the joy through it all amen but the question is what's next or where do we go from here how do i face tomorrow how do i look forward to not just tomorrow's tasks but next year because it's another 365 days, including today, until we get Christmas again. Some of you are already counting. How do we carry the thankfulness and the gratefulness of yesterday into tomorrow? How do we face the political and social unrest? How do we handle the struggles of our daily living? Where do we go from here? How do we look forward to tomorrow when yesterday was so good? Well, in order to find some of our answers, we look briefly at the lives of those involved in the story, in, in the yesterday. When we look at Mary and Joseph, simply they were faithful. They were righteous. They found favor, Mary did, in the eyes of the Lord. Joseph, no doubt, was a righteous man. Otherwise, he would not have been chosen. But they were simply faithful and chosen of God, submitted to... Did you notice that in the narrative? I know we didn't read it today, but when you read it, did you notice that both of them, Mary and Joseph, were submitted to the will of God? They didn't kick against the Lord. They didn't fight against what He wanted to do in their lives, no matter how inconvenient it might be. We look at the shepherds, these humble, lowly men in society. They heard the word of the Lord, and, and they hasted to act upon that word. They moved quickly upon the hearing of the promise. Praise God. When we look at the wise men, these men of position, of power, and of wealth, no doubt, because of the, we can see the gifts that they brought, gifts that were expensive and costly. But they simply came desiring to worship the true king, willing to sacrifice and to seek for him, to make the long journey, to sacrifice of their time and their efforts and their talents, and their gifts. But here you and I are. Who are you in this story? 
Are you as Mary and Joseph? Are you faithful and submitted to the will of God in your life? Are you as the humble shepherds? Are you here and willing to act, to move quickly with haste when the word of God is spoken into your life? Are you as the wise men willing to go whatever distance the Lord has you to go to seek for the king and to worship him? Who are you? You see, we celebrate Christmas as a time of gifts and we appreciate the beautiful story of the birth of our Lord and Savior. But for most, it seems to stop at that. For most, it seems to stop when the clock strikes midnight and the festivities are done and Christmas is no longer. That's where it stops. But the miraculous birth of our manifest Creator must have greater effect and impact on the lives of of his children on the lives of his church than just the warm feelings in our heart and the joy that the season tends to bring for just a month following Thanksgiving. Somebody say amen. This child, the Christ, God manifest in flesh, must change our lives and alter our direction. Folks, his birth was the turning point in history. Why should it not be the turning point in our lives? If he is to have his proper place in our lives, then we must allow him to change our lives as he did for Mary and for Joseph and for the wise men and for the shepherds. If he is to have his proper place, then the direction in which our lives are going must be altered. We cannot remain on the same path that we were following before. Mary and Joseph, their lives were changed at the birth of Jesus. I can't wait to have my grandbaby. I know I have little to do with it. I just get the joy of, of having a grandbaby. But I can't wait to hold that little boy. He's going to change my life. Now, he's not going to change my life near as much as Cheyenne and Grayson's. Anybody that's ever had a kid knows what exactly what that means. Their lives will be forever different. And so it was with the birth of Jesus in the lives of Mary and Joseph. Not only was he just the, their newborn baby, now have the care and protection of this child, but add on top of that that he is God, he is Emmanuel. God with us. What do they do with that? Their lives are changed monumentally from that point. 
The events leading up to that birth were miraculous as they both were visited by an angel of the Lord. And this child changes their lives forever. No longer would their lives be lived in the mundane daily living. As a parent knows, their lives would be forever given over to this newborn child. The baby must be first to them. The baby takes now all of their attentions and their efforts. The baby is their new life. I'm not just preaching at Cheyenne and Grayson today. This baby would alter everything. Could you imagine the thoughts that go through Mary and Joseph's mind every day that this child is living in their home? Especially as he begins to walk and then run and play. How much do they have to worry that God with us is going to get hurt? I don't know how much do they have to worry apparently they did because when he was 12 years old they lost him and they were worried why did you do this to us didn't you know I'd be about my business he changed everything for them when you look at the shepherds visited by angels, the stillness of their night broken by the angelic proclamation, that dark night sky all of a sudden just burst alive with an angelic host saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Folks, I don't know about you enough to knock me off of my stool. The drudgery of their humble lives shattered now by the declaration of the newborn Savior. And so what do they do? As I've mentioned multiple times in the last couple of weeks, they made haste. No wandering without direction anymore. No wandering to find pasture. Rather, now in these moments, a clear direction to find their purpose. A clear direction that you shall find a babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And they left behind their sheep. They left behind, essentially, their livelihood to seek for the promised child. The wise men, seeing the evidence of the newborn king, rejoiced. They were excited with what was happening, and they traveled from afar to find the promised king. Their lives would never be the same as, the, as when they began their journey. 
they would have to now explain why they did what they did. They would never be able to gain back the time that they spent or expended for their efforts because they would have been traveling for months. They simply were willing to give up their lives for the journey to find the king. And when they got there, they worshipped at his feet. Their wealth, their possessions, their power, all of it became worthless when they opened the door to that house and they saw the young child. They fell down and worshipped him. None of those things mattered when they arrived and saw him for the first time. And if none of that mattered, then it simply to them felt like humble, meager gifts to give, them, give him gold and myrrh and frankincense. Doesn't matter how costly it was, it was not going to be good enough for the king of kings, for the high priest of our faith, for the sacrifice that would be given for all mankind. You see, for you and I, Christmas becomes a great time of remembrance. And hopefully it's, it's not just a time that we read the story and, and, and are thankful for it, but no, we need to understand again that this becomes a turning point. Hope becomes alive again. Joy is renewed in our hearts, our lives, and our life could and really should never be the same. Our lives must be given to Him and His presence. You see, just like Mary and Joseph, He must be first. He must be our, our reason for our existence. He's got to be the focus and attention of our living. He must be your life. You see, if you're anything like me, when I, when I was a young father, when my kids were young and I had to worry more about them running into the street or other things, you tend to kind of play these things in your mind. What would I do in this situation? I would lay down my life for my children. I would throw myself in front of a car to protect them. I would make sure that they had food to eat before I did, if it ever came to that. That's what happens when the child changes your life. Is they become the first. They become your life. Colossians, Paul writes in chapter 1, verse 14. He says, In whom, being Jesus, we have redemption through His blood, even the forgiveness of sin, who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him, and He is before all things, 
and by him all things consist. He's the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things, everybody say all things, that in all things he might have what? The preeminence. That's the first place that everything would be focused upon him. For it pleased the Father that in him should all fullness dwell. Folks, we are told in Scripture, as God gave his commandments to his people, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you shall love the Lord your God with all. We'll stop right there, with all. And so it's said by Paul right here that it pleased God, that the Father, that in Him should all fullness dwell. Everything that we gave to God is now seen in Christ Jesus, and we give it to Him. For He is God with us. He is God manifest in the flesh. He is the image of the invisible God. And so, when we used to make God first place, now we see that Jesus is the image and all fullness of God dwells in Him. And so He now gets all that we have. He is the first. Folks, the drudgery of life is replaced with the proclamation and the declaration of the Lord working in your life. Your life now has purpose. The past is left behind when we seek for Him. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. And all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and given, us the, given to us the ministry of reconciliation to wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation." Your life changed. Your life must be changed as you worship Him, as you recognize Him as King of your life. Not just King of kings, but King over you. Because when we say He's King of kings, we leave Him out there for everybody else. But when He's King over you, he becomes the one that you submit to, the one that you are surrendered to, the one that you serve, the one that you give everything to. Jesus, he's my king. Now, Mary and Joseph, not only did he change their lives, but he changed their When you read the narrative, you see that after the wise men had come, you see they had visited Herod. And Herod tried to, to play it off that he, he wanted to also come and worship the Lord. 
But God's not fooled. And so God, he spoke to, Mar spoke to Joseph in a dream. And he told Joseph to flee to Egypt. Because Herod was going to seek the child's life. And so the way that they came was from Nazareth to Bethlehem. But they're leaving a different way. Now they're going to Egypt, which also fulfills prophecy. Read that in Scripture there. They're not going back the way they came. Their lives not only are changed, but so is their direction. After Christmas, where do we go from here? Mary and Joseph are going this direction. The shepherds, they, they came after leaving their flocks when they, they went into Bethlehem. But they returned a different way. Oh yes, they were going back to their jobs. They had to. That was their livelihood. That God, God didn't call them away from their living. But they returned now glorifying and praising God. They returned now with a praise on their lips and worship in their heart. And with that, it, uh, it caused an outflow. It caused something to happen in them, not just praising and glorifying God, but they began to tell everybody. Now, nobody would talk to shepherds before. They were, they were the low ones in society. But now... The shepherds were, were anybody that they saw. They were, they were praising God and they were, they were declaring the glory of God. And, and hey, what, why, what's going on? What happened? Why are you praising God like this? And they began to tell the story. They, they returned different than the way they came. The wise men, Herod wanted them to come back to bring them news of where they found him so that he too could go and worship them. But God warned them in a dream. God changed their direction. They did not return to Herod, but as we read in our text this morning, is they departed to their country a different way. They went back a different way. Folks, you and I, when we meet this child, when we understand who he is, praise God, we are changed, not just in our, our lives, but our direction is changed. Where do we go from here when Christmas is all done? What direction do we take? Folks, our direction has to be altered by the child. By God manifest in flesh. We were heading directly into the new year. We were no doubt going there with dread because it's just another 365 days of work. It's just another 365 days of struggle, of turmoil and problems and issues and all the things that we have to overcome. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Paul is telling the church, says, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not. Folks, I don't want to be among that number. And because they're blind, 
lest the image or lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. Verse number 6. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Our direction is changed because now we can see the way more clearly. Now we are no longer walking in darkness, but we are able to walk in the light of truth. Hallelujah. Because it was revealed. Hallelujah. Through Jesus Christ. Mary and Joseph's lives were changed by the Savior. Their direction was altered because of Him. The shepherds had a life of drudgery, but when Christ came to their lives, they went back into their work with a new excitement. The wise men had, had, may have had wealth but even, and even power, but it was nothing when they found themselves at the feet of the young child worshiping. And here we are today, the day after Christmas, one week from the new year, and we're looking at what tomorrow holds and saying, I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to my way of living. I don't want to go back to the struggles and the stresses and the strifes and the turmoils and the problems and the issues. Folks, let me tell you this morning, you cannot return the way you came. When you meet Jesus, when you come to the place where He is, not only does He change your life, but He alters your direction. Romans chapter 8, verse number 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law could not do in that it was weak through the flesh, God, sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh, that the righteousness of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. We have a new way to walk today, folks. A new way to live, not in darkness and not in the ways of the flesh, but hallelujah, we get to walk now in the light as He is in the light. We get to walk in the Spirit as He leads and guides and draws us unto Himself. Praise God. He needs to change your direction today. It's not just another day of celebration. It's not another day hallelujah where you get to give and get gifts praise god it's a day where your life takes on new direction 
Praise God, I've come to worship Him. I've come to find the King. I've come to find the Savior. Hallelujah. And when I meet Him, I get up from that place and I walk different. Christmas is not just a time to remember that God became man. No, He, hallelujah, changes the way we walk. We approach Christmas season as being, we get so excited because it just seems like everybody wants more peace. And we try to do it all in the natural. We get the right music playing. We get the right lights shining. We get things set up in our lives and... and, and decorate and, and get everything laid out because we're trying to create something ourselves. Folks, when it happened the first time, God is the one that did it. He's the one that decorated the stars in the sky for the wise men to follow. He is the one put the angelic host there in the sky to point the way to Christ. Hallelujah. He is the one who, who set things in motion that Mary and Joseph had to get to Bethlehem at just the right time. He's the one that took care of it all. And here we are trying to manufacture a feeling. Folks, the child of God, when we find Christ, when we get to that place where He can be born in us, we leave different. We need to go into our next day with joy and gladness, with praise and worship in our hearts and on our lips like those shepherds. We need to go a different way Hallelujah, like those wise men being led by God. We need to go a different way like Mary and Joseph because God's going to fulfill His word and promise in your life. When you try to do it yourself, guess what? Tomorrow, you're going to have the same problem. And you're going to feel the exact same way you were before Christmas. But if you let God do His work in you, tomorrow is a beautiful day to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. Tomorrow's another opportunity to share Christ with somebody in your life. Because now it's not just God with you, but now it's God in you. Praise God. Would you stand with me this morning? God is calling you to return to your home, to your life, to your job different than the way you came. Change your direction your life, your home, your family, 
your relation, your mind, and your heart. The Scripture is full of people who came in contact with the Lord, and they left different than the way they came. The lepers, the lame, the blind, the deaf, the dumb, the dead were even raised, the demoniac were set free. Those of position, wealth, and pride were humbled. Those of humble living were lifted up. There were some who went away worse than they came because they would not heed. Were healed, delivered, cleansed, and set free. Others repented and changed their ways. A handful forsook everything and followed him. So where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? Mary and Joseph obviously had to flee to Egypt. The shepherds had to go back to work. The wise men had to travel back to their own country. It was not all a time of angels singing and stars guiding the way. Real life kicked back in for these folks. But where do they go from here? They could face their next day knowing their Messiah, the Savior, the King of Kings had been born. They could face tomorrow knowing that their Savior was here, that the promise had been fulfilled. How much easier would it be for us to go about our days knowing and understanding that Jesus was not only born to be our Savior, but paid the price to purchase that salvation. To not only give us hope and peace, but become our hope and our peace. Where do we go from here? Go back to work tomorrow. Labors. Get the house straight. Yell at the kids. Do you want to go back the way you came? Do you want your family when you go back home? Or your job when you go back to your job tomorrow? Do you want them to see that you, you came to visit the Lord and you left the same way that you came? Or do you want them to know and see a difference in you? Hey, what happened to you yesterday at church? There's a bigger smile on your face. There's you're, you're talking with more hope and joy today. There's, there's a, a spring in your step that I didn't see yesterday. Do you want to continue on the struggles all by yourself? Or do you want the strength that God gives? Do you want the hope that He provides? Do you want the power that only comes through His Spirit. Amen. I invite you this morning.
saint and sinner alike to find a place to pray. Essentially finding your place before Jesus and letting Him change your life and alter your direction. Would you come? Would you find a place at the altar? Begin to seek the Lord this morning.